Here are five 10X stocks. The stock market has been red hot this year. So we found five stocks that look poised to keep on running. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of the Bean Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. This is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be revealing five stocks that we think have the potential to 10x. Boy, oh boy, has the stock market been on an absolute tear this year. We've seen a lot of companies out there that are up you know, 200% year to date. But when you zoom out and from a high time frame perspective, they're actually still like they look like they're bottomed out. That's right. I mean, well, because the, the stock market was so hot in 2020 and 2021, even though some companies are up 80, 120, 200%, they're still well off their all-time highs. And as you said, the stock market has been absolutely red hot in 2023 so far. But with a lot of analysts projecting that this could continue, what we've done is find five companies from five different sectors that are taking advantage of the tailwinds in their sectors, but also have some interesting things going on in their own companies. So it's, it's a good time to look at these ones. So we typically like to cover Web3 companies, um, you know, different crypto projects, etc. But there's so much gray area right now in the altcoin space, in the Bitcoin sector. And right now, there's a lot of institutions that have, I think, I believe it's record amounts of dry powder on the sidelines. These institutional players are the ones with all the capital right now. I know retailers are getting pinched uh, with the high interest rates, inflation, all these things, mortgage rates, et cetera. So these institutional players are looking for really good companies with solid earnings, and that's where the money's going right now. Right. They're not, it's not all going into crypto at the moment. So that's why for the viewers and listeners, we're covering stocks right now because we believe we've done our research. These, these look really poised to run for the rest of the year for particular catalysts that are upcoming. For sure. And it's always good to diversify your portfolio anyway. You know, we typically cover more crypto on this channel than stocks, but we've we had our beginnings with stocks. And as much crypto focused as we can be and other investors can be, specifically younger investors, um, it's, it's important to note that you need to diversify because if you look at stocks as a whole in 2023, they've outperformed crypto. Yeah, because as you said, there's more. There's a lack of clarity for regulation in crypto. You know, we have seen a, a bit of a, a, a nice run for crypto, but if you look at stocks, an even nicer run. So, so let's get into it. All right, which one do you want to talk about first? Um, let's talk. Well, let's keep it to maybe the blockchain space. Sure. Uh, I've seen as how I believe most of our listeners kind of come from that background. Yep. And we'll start with Riot. Yeah, it's a good segue. So this is a blockchain company sp- specifically focused on Bitcoin mining. And with the Bitcoin halving cycle, you know, as it happens every four years, typically this stock performs very well and runs parallel to the price of Bitcoin. So I'm looking at a Bitcoin miner like Riot because it's one of the two big names. You got Mara, you got Riot. I really like this company. This is one that I've been dollar cost averaging into over the past couple of years. Uh, and again, it's that Bitcoin halving that is going to be coming. Yeah, and you know, we actually did call this out maybe, what, six, six, seven months ago. We did a specific stocks episode about crypto stocks. Yeah, crypto right? stocks. So we covered Riot, we covered Marathon, and a couple of the other small cap gem crypto stocks, and they're up like 200% since then. Yeah. But 
as we said, we still think this has potential to run. So Riot Blockchain, they're basically Bitcoin mining. They do a little bit other crypto mining stuff. Um, some of the, the, one of the main differences that we covered between Riot and Marathon, I believe, I think Marathon is maybe focused on the renewable energy side of things, whereas um, Riot isn't. But to be honest, they ride the tailwinds of Bitcoin. Yeah. So Bitcoin's gone from $15,000 in November to 30000 plus now. And it's actually outperformed Bitcoin. by, And we covered that. So it's by a factor of about three times. Yeah. So if Bitcoin goes up 1%, Riot will tend to go up 3%. Hmm. Which is, Same way on, the, on down as well. It's yes, riskier. It is a lot riskier, but yeah. it's one of the few ways where institutional investors can actually get into Bitcoin without actually investing in Bitcoin itself. Because we don't have a spot ETF. All we have is the futures that are available to a lot of these inst- institutional players. This is one of the plays. So what really caught my eye recently was how much money they spent to increase their mining production. So they just spent $163 million to buy another 33,000 Bitcoin miners. Wow. Full deployment, 2024. <clears throat> they have an option to purchase 65,000 more. You have to realize that they were producing 676 Bitcoin. Um, sorry, they're producing 270 Bitcoin during the previous bull run right. back in November 2021. They only had about 34,000 miners. So they're increasing their capacity by like 400%. Right. And the Bitcoin price is expected to go higher than what what it was at that 69,000 mark. Right. So you start to do the math. They just increased their production like tenfold in a way. And the price of Bitcoin is going to go up. And they're trading at 80% below where they were trading. Where it was, yeah. And I think the time is right now specifically, you know, so again, if you look at crypto, Bitcoin has been outperforming all coins. Bitcoin dominance keeps on rising. And with the recent news over the past month or two, Bitcoin's bought ETF, Bitcoin's bought ETF, right? So institutions and big players, they're not really looking at altcoins. They're looking at Bitcoin specifically. And that's why it ties in perfect to Riot and Mara. It's like, okay, these are Bitcoin miners. Yeah. They don't really have to do with altcoins. So the regulations, securities, all that kind of stuff, that really has to do with altcoins because you're issuing securities, all these kind of token ICOs, all that kind of crap. But Bitcoin specifically, it seems like it's in a golden zone. And that's why Riot is perfectly suited because it's a Bitcoin miner. So I think the timing is perfect for a lot of these factors. Yeah, and it's the big name out there, right? So the fact that it's trading 80% below all-time highs, they've you know, quadrupled their production capacity, and the Bitcoin halving in 2024, this is one that I continue to add to. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's move on to the number two one. Now, this is one I've been posting quite a lot about on Twitter and Discord over the past two months. Um, it's a, a Chinese electric vehicle manufacturer, one of the biggest competitors to Tesla over there. It's NIO. So NIO is, is kind of started to wake up from, you know, a, a year and a half long downtrend for a variety of factors. One, Tesla stock has been doing well. Mm. So Tesla is the leading electric vehicle manufacturer. Once their stock starts doing well, you know, after, after a bit of a lag period, the other EVs start to do well. And this is kind of a good strategy just in stock trading in general. Mm. So if you start to see... You know, the reason the NASDAQ is up so much in 2023 is because the large caps are up. You know, NVIDIA, Google, Amazon, they've seen a lot of gains from their, their bear market lows. When you start to look at the smaller caps, not, a, not all of them have started to move yet. So it's the trickle-down effect. Almost like, you know, that, the path to alt season, which may not, may not be real. Yeah. But it's, it's the money starts with the big guys. Yeah. And then the capital flows down to the mids and the smallers eventually. So right now we're starting to see the electric vehicle uh, sector as a whole wake up. And if you look at what NEO has been doing lately, there's a reasons why the money is starting to flow. And you can see the chart with NEO. It's been doing pretty well lately. It's starting to curl, eh? So 
this has a ton of catalysts. I mean, you have to think the rapid growth in the EV markets globally is expected to go. Um, so I know the EU wants all EVs by 2035. You have Biden spending billions of dollars. Another catalyst is China. China is, uh, is one, of the, one of the greatest economies right now. Mm. They have a GDP, GDP growth of 5% annually uh, expected. Yeah, right. And that's pretty big considering the U.S. is at 1%. Canada is at 1%. The rest of the world is sitting around. China is forecasting 5%. Yeah, that's big. So they're really, they're, they're really growing here. And the other thing I like to see is the revenue growth. So in 2019, they had $7 billion in revenue. It did $55.0 billion in 2022. Wow. That's substantial revenue growth. Yeah. And so there's there's two also, you know, it's all about hype based news items, you know, all the kind of buy the rumors, sell the news. So they had two large partnership announcements over the past month. So the first one was a strategic partnership with China's third third largest oil company. Um, and this is aimed at building charging and battery swap infrastructure around China. So, you know, the oil companies are like, well, we can't beat them, join them. So they, the oil companies know they need to diversify into the EV market because it is the future. So the third largest oil company in China has chosen NIO to start putting in battery swapping and charging at all of their gas stations, right? The second one, it's another, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, all these countries and companies that are, have based their economies around oil, they have to get into the EV game. So they just secured, this is NIO, $740 million investment from, Abu, from one of the largest holding companies in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. So the UAE, Abu Dhabi, they're all getting into EVs and they're choosing NEO. So now they're back with basically another billion dollars and they've signed a partnership with one of China's biggest energy companies. So there's a lot of catalysts worldwide. They're partnerships. There's a, it, the future looks bright for NEO. Yeah, so that's actually what one thing I wanted to highlight is the fact that the UAE is spending $160 billion in renewable energy over the next 30 years. And that what, what makes it so good is that now they're entering a new market so the red flag for me on this company was the fact that their sales dropped year over year. Uh, it went from 7,000 in May 2022 down to 6,000 in May 2023. Right. So they had this drop. So that seems, that seems like a time it's like, oh, the, I don't know. They're not generating revenue any, anymore. They're not getting the sales. But they're entering a new market. Yep. Right? Like that's huge. And <clears throat> you're right. They have the battery swapping which is completely different from, you, you don't want to sit, that's like a, a moat, if you will. Yeah. You know, if you're driving a Tesla, you got to sit there and charge it for X amount of time. Here you pull up to the station, swap the battery, go. That's good. Like, that's huge. I like that. And it's actually a subscription model, too. Yeah, for yeah, it. Hey. So Everyone loves a subscription model. That's it. Yeah, so yeah. So I love the fact that they're doing that. It's pretty innovative, right? The battery swapping. You don't really hear, you don't really hear about that a lot, but it, it could see, if it's, I don't want to be sitting there charging my vehicle for hours or whatever, even if it's 30 minutes. A battery swap, instant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I obviously like Tesla has a lot more going for it in terms of uh, its robotics and all these other things, like yep. solar panels, all these things. But if you're sure. looking for the Tesla of China as making inroads to other countries and globally, yep. that's a good one to look at, Neil, for sure. For sure. All right, what do you got next? So I think with, um, I think with inflation coming down, I think we're going to start to see interest rates start to, start to get lowered as well. Mm. And if that's the case, this AI lending uh, platform could do really well. Right. And that's upstart. So this is a platform that was severely impacted by higher interest rates. Um, there was a lot of borrowing that wasn't occurring at the time. So the demand for new loans had just dried up completely. Right. But with inflation coming down, interest rates will eventually get paused slash cut. What's going to end up happening is people are going to have to start borrowing again. And they're going to have to borrow because, 
Well, people are getting, people are pinched right now. Yeah, they're, the debt is out of control. Exactly. So what I really like about this company is previously they were relying heavily on, you know, getting the day-to-day loans, but they just signed their first ever multi-billion dollar long-term funding agreement, which provides consistent revenue, consistent growth for the company. Right. And that's what investors really like. So it's got the catalyst of the lowering interest rates plus long-term partnerships with a billion dollar um, revenue coming through. So. For sure. And also it's, it's a, a catalyst that you, you mentioned when you introduced the company, the fact that they're AI, right? So it's an artificial intelligence lending platform. So if you compare what Upstart and their AI lending platform does, does to basically all the old school lending platforms, Upstart's platform analyzes over a thousand variables about all potential borrowers to assess their credit worthiness, right? Traditional ones analyze five. Yeah. Right. And it's doing it automatically. And when you want to do something at scale, AI is perfectly suited for that. And we know basically every business that's now getting involved in AI could potentially see these tailwinds, even if, even if it's more of a hypey buzzworthy thing. But the fact that they're becoming the leader in this kind of new innovative way of, of figuring out lending using technology, as opposed to, you know, someone writing a paper, right? Like that, that is kind of the space you want to be in. And another bullish thing about Upstart is Jim Cramer. Jim Cramer was recently bearish on them. Perfect. And when he says he's bearish, yeah. we're going all in, that's baby. When you, that's when you want to jump in for exactly. sure. Exactly. So on, on that data, um, the fact that they're using 1,500 different variables, it, but it's how quickly it does it. It does it so fast. Yep. It's instant. But this led to 53% fewer defaults than banks at the mm. same approval rate. It also led to 173% more approvals than banks at the same approval rate, at the wow. same default rate. Crazy. So it's win for the banks and it's win for the for the borrowers. And here's the thing. They're not competing with the banks. They're a, banks are adopting them. Right. So you don't you know, big banks often always win. This is not the case. They're already partnered with hundred banks and that that's only hundred banks. That we can see that increasing because it, it's helping both the bank, the lenders and the borrowers. Yeah, and when you look at, you know, we talked about some stocks are up quite a bit this year over the past six months. Yes, Upstart is up over 100% this year, but if you look at its chart, it is so far off its all-time high that if it really gets that hype train going again, it could continue to see these gains for the next six to 12 months. So I think it's a good pick. Especially with a pipeline of long-term clients, which is what uh, led to that initial spark. I think it jumped like 20% yeah, when, when that first announcement came out of the off. long-term clients. So the fact they have a pipeline of those, yep. It's looking pretty, pretty bullish for Upstart. I like it. So we have two remaining. We have one that's another really hot banger tech stock that actually hasn't started moving yet, which I think is a really good pick. But let's leave that one to last. Let's go with the one that kind of stands out from these five, the, uh, the other four and not being a tech stock at all. Um, and that is Lockheed Martin. Mm. So we're talking about a solid blue chip American dividend stock. Yeah. That's defense and aeronautics, right? So if you, you know, unfortunately, as we know, war is good for, war is good for economy and war is always ongoing around the world. And Lockheed Martin is one of the top American aerospace and defense companies there is. And you look at that chart, it's steady. It's been up only since the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, literally up only since. It's war. It's always war. Yeah. yeah. So the great thing about this stock is the fact that it benefits from when there is geopolit- geopolitical uncertainty mm-hmm. because you need to spend on defense. But the stock market's going up, everything goes up. So, I mean, it's a, it's a hell of a play just from that point, the fact that it even provides dividends. Yeah, I mean, like, Lockheed Martin has long-term contracts with the United States government and the United States military, the United States Army, Air Force, Navy, everything. Yeah. You know, that's as solid as a revenue stream as you can get. 
the United States military spends way more than every other military in the world combined, basically. Mm. And Lockheed Martin's one of their biggest customers. So if you're talking about, you know, a steady company that you just know, you know, they're not going to get, they're not going to crumble because it's, they're working on technology that doesn't work yet. Like some of these tech companies, you know, it's yeah. not quite as stable. This is a stable company. And we talked about diversing your portfolio. And although we are more tech heavy, you know, it's nice to have some of these blue chips in your, in your, in your portfolio. Absolutely. And to that point, they are, they are known for the defense side of things, but they also have uh, advancements in technology when it comes to space exploration uh, in addition to cybersecurity. So there's other areas in which this stock could benefit from further technology advancements. For sure. So a couple of interesting stats. They're getting close to delivering their 1,000th F-35 stealth fighter. Uh, that's a lot of... So these are these, the most highly advanced stealth bombers in the world. Yeah. Um, and, and you just, as you, as you alluded to before, shifting geopolitical trends, we have the continued war in Ukraine, Russia and Ukraine. We have potential tensions between China, Taiwan, Hong Kong, the whole area there is like, you know, a little bit in, in, in the red flags. We've done specific episodes about wartime stocks and we've always talked about Lockheed Martin. So if you, if you think that the world is heading into a potentially troublesome period, which I personally do, a company like Lockheed Martin has continued tailwinds, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I think this is this is a good one to look at for sure. And it's different than the tech stocks. So, you know, it's nice to have something different in there. It's just that blue chip, you know, American defense stock that <laughs> has government contracts yes. that are like 10 years long. So For sure. And some of the other ones, there's uh, Raytheon, Technologies, Raytheon Technologies and Northrop Grunman. They're yeah. um, two other of those like wartime stocks that yeah. we really liked. And yeah. since since we did that episode like a year to, a year and a half ago, like it's up only. Yeah, yeah, up only. All right, so we have that one final tech stock. Now, this is a stock we've talked about on the show a few times. Um, it just seems like it's always kind of sitting in the right industries. But this one's interesting because it hasn't really started moving yet, which I think this could be an interesting... You know, we looked at Upstart. It's up 200% this year. But this one, one of the top cybersecurity companies in the world, Cloudflare, the ticker is net, hasn't really started moving yet. Mm. Interesting. And this is one that is powering and defending chat open open AI chat GPT. Right. When you log on, it's like you can see it happens quickly. It's like powered by Cloudflare. Yep. It's like that's interesting. For sure. And that kind of had me thinking about other things that I made a tweet about this, you know, about six, seven months ago or something like that. And I started to think, I'm like, all right, well, if they're working with Chat GPT, what else are they gonna be doing for AI? Mm. And sure enough, there was an article that just came out. And they have this product. It's in private beta. It's called Constellation. So customers can run their own AI models on Cloudflare. So you can think of this like a BitTensor Tau, right. but, but in Web 2, if you Interesting, will. Interesting, yeah. And so this basically makes it an AI, AI stock as well. I so like it. That, and it's only, it's only in private beta. So I think once bigger companies start developing on Cloudflare, we... I mean, this is not just a cybersecurity stock anymore. Exactly. They're pivoting into AI, which, you know, most companies should and, and are doing. But yeah, as you said, it's only in private beta. So we're still, we're still early, early to this one because they haven't even launched yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, no. It's taking a, the revenue, uh, 2019, 290 mil, 2022, 1 billion. This is a company that's growing. Yep. And the risk of cyber attacks only grows every year. Every year, the bigger AI gets, the bigger technology gets, the more ge geopolitical tensions that there are. There's just higher risks. So that's where something like this comes into play. And it's really, really impressive. Cloudflare uh, provides protection services for over 30% of Fortune 500 companies. Yeah. It's massive. And yeah, if you look to, if you want, you know, obviously, as we said before, we're tech heavy investors because what we focus on crypto and Web3, even in stocks. But if you're looking for stocks in the different areas of tech, 
I think you have to be have exposure to cybersecurity because cybersecurity is something that's going to become more important and keep trending. Every time there's a massive cybersecurity hack around the world, these stocks will go up, right? Mm-hmm. If there's a big something bad happens, even if it's war-based or whatever, these stocks will go up. Yeah. So for me, Cloudflare has always been my favorite cybersecurity name. And the fact that it hasn't had an uptick from yeah. its market lows seems like the time is right. Yeah, the, the transition to AI, the fact that it's still doing cybersecurity. There's also two other numbers besides the revenue that we've seen jump uh, from 290 mil to a billion is the fact that the cash on hand improved 140% year over year. You want companies to have cash on hand. Mm-hmm. Net profit margin also up 33% year over year. So they're right. doing all the right things, yep. right? So this is a company that I like. Um, this is one that I'll be adding to my portfolio as well, yep. especially because as you mentioned, it hasn't quite seen that uptick yet that some of these other projects or sorry, companies have. Yeah, for sure. So just do a quick review. The five stocks that we are looking at right now based on a variety of factors are Riot Blockchain, for crypto and Bitcoin. We had Upstart for mortgage lending. We had Neo for electric vehicles. We had Lockheed Martin for defense and aerospace. And we had Cloudflare for cybersecurity. So look, if, if there's any other stocks that you think are going to be, you know, headed for a continued bull run for 2023 and beyond, leave them in the comments. We'll, we'll do a little review and maybe we'll do a follow-up to this episode. Absolutely. Hey, make sure you guys tune to the next episode. That one's going to be a banger. views expressed by speakers on the bean pod are solely their opinions you should not treat any opinion expressed on the bean pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy but only as an expression of their opinion this podcast is for informational purposes only